0: friends and welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I'm your host, Cassie Merritt. Oh man, I can hear the wind outside right now blowing. Hopefully you guys can't hear that, but it definitely feels very much like a fall day today. I absolutely love this cozy season though, the leaves falling, the foggy mornings, all the fun activities I get to do with my family. But you know what I look most forward to? coming this October 24th. (laughs) That day is a very special day my friends. Uh, It is the premiere of the very first Hallmark Christmas movie for the Countdown to Christmas. (laughs) I absolutely love that the Countdown for Christmas. I love Hallmark movies. I know they're super corny but I still get super into them. I also have a friend who is just as obsessed as me luckily Um, and we like to get together for each movie premiere every week, wearing our jammies and sipping on hot cocoa as we get a little too into the storyline. <laughs> Anyways, enough about that. Today is a very special day as well, because I will be meeting a new friend, Susan Owens. Um, actually, I think it's just Susan Owen. I keep trying to add an S there. But a couple of weeks ago, we met Carol Kleins in Episode 4. You can go back and listen to that. She is a leader of Healing Hearts, and so is Susan Owen. Um I'm excited to learn more about this ministry with all of you and hear Susan's story. I've heard a little bit about her story, and I can hardly wait to dig deeper into her past with her and see where God was working in her life to bring her to where she is today. So if you're at home, grab that cozy blanket and let's dive in. Right. Well, welcome, Susan Owens, to my blanket fort.
1: (laughs) I love the way you've decorated things, (laughs) Cassie.
0: (laughs) Thank you. It took a lot of hard work. (laughs) What you guys can't see is that I currently have a bunch of blankets around me surrounding us right now because, you know, we're trying to keep the room from sounding... (laughs) echoey. <laughs> temporary. It's just temporary. But anyways, I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for sitting with me. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear your story and a little bit more about Healing Hearts. You're a leader, right? Of I, Healing Hearts?
1: I am. I'm um, a area coordinator as well as Washington State coordinator.
0: Oh, wow. Very yeah. cool. How long have you been doing that?
1: 27 years
0: wow yeah 27 years that's pretty cool oh man the stories you must have to tell too just awesome a lot of incredible stories i'm sure
1: you know you're never done yeah you know he is always refining and pruning and you know when we say iron sharpens iron and Mm -hmm. he's it's constant and I find that even with our study, I mean, I've led the Bible study, I don't know how many times, each time there may be something in my life that I need to deal with. Mm. And God says, OK, we're going to look at this this time. Yeah. And, it's, it, you know, it's like, ow. Yes. <laughs> but, right. Oh um, man. That's
0: that's really cool to think about, actually. Like, even when you feel like you got it all together, there's still something that God's working on. In you, just with the, even the same Bible study, that's yes. really cool. I yes. love that. First, let's have you. I didn't do this. Let's have you introduce yourself a little bit more. I was just excited to dive right in, <laughs> hear more about healing hearts. But let's have you just kind of tell about yourself a little bit today.
1: Well, um, I we just moved up to Camino a year ago in June, and I am a great grandmother. Mm. So I have two sons and five grandchildren, and five great-grandkids. Wow! Um, my husband and I have been married for 32 years, we love it up here. Yeah. Uh, it's like being in a different country.
0: <laughs> right? Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Camino Island is beautiful. Though. Yes. I love it here. It's yes. like my favorite place ever. Well, let's go ahead and let you take the mic now and share your story. I'm really excited for everyone to hear it.
1: Okay. Um, well... When I originally wrote my story out, this was was almost two years ago. so about 25 years ago, I never would have dreamed that someday I would reveal the secret buried treasure or the secret buried treasure the secret <laughs> oh, buried, yeah, island, yes. so. <laughs> <laughs> The secret buried uh, deeply in the darkest recesses of my heart and that was my abortion. But God is our God, and he is a God who woos and pursues us, and his desire is to snatch us from the slippery slope of sin. And that's exactly what he's done in my life. And he used Healing Hearts Ministries to help me discover the healing and redemptive power of his grace. Mm. I came from parents who had multiple marriages, and I followed in their footsteps. Mm. So um, I had no concept of what commitment was. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I think my grandmother was the one that had the most influence on me, and I had that hole in my heart, but didn't know that it was Jesus that I needed for the filling. I was always searching for something better, but always in the wrong places. So I left my third marriage and comfortable life in pursuit of that, I'll say, quote unquote, something. And it was the desire to fill the void in my heart and find a better life for my two boys that led me into a religious cult. Um, The better life did not happen, and the consequences of my choices have had a lasting effect on my sons. After four years in the cult, I found myself pregnant with the cult leader's child. Um, My rationalization and pressure to take care of the problem ended a life. The enemy's lies and deception are the same whether you know God or not. I keep thinking about Eve in the garden and when the serpent came to her and he said, did God really say? And right. when something looks good, it sounds good and it's pleasing to the eye yeah. uh, and it's that that pride of life and it doesn't make any difference, again, if you know the Lord or you don't. It's the same lie. And if the enemy can keep you from taking the right path, then he will. And unfortunately, I took the wrong path. So any hope that I had um, was replaced with fear, anger, and hatred. And my heart grew hard. Still, I know the Lord was with me during those dark times. He did not allow my heart to harden towards his word, but protected my mind from the lies being preached. Sadly, um, it was going to take another three to four years before I was able to break free from the control and influence of this man. And even then, I went from the frying pan into the fire. And God was wooing me to himself, but I chose another path. So the fire was the new age and that was going more down the slippery slope mm-hmm. into the, the cesspool and but my life had become a cesspool of promiscuity and I was circling the drain. And I know that I was I was on the path of self destruct. Um, It was then that uh, at that time I met my husband, and both of us brought plenty of baggage into our marriage. Neither one of us was a believer, and uh, we just recklessly moved on and became more involved in the new age. Mm. And after we were married, we attended Unity Church in Seattle. Uh, It looked good, sounded good, made sense, and it was desirable to make one wise. Uh, After a few years, we decided to look closer to home for a church, and eventually we found ourselves in a small church where people were warm, friendly, and very seeker-sensitive. And... Based on our previous experience in church searching, uh, it was like God seemed to know that that's what we needed at that time because we had rejected uh, one of the bigger churches in the Seattle area and we had gone to a service and we came out of there just madder than wet hands because all we got out of the sermon was that we were worms of the earth and you don't tell New Agers they're worms of the earth because we're gods, you know? And I started searching because I knew that the the what we were so mad about, I thought, this has got to be in the Bible. And I believe it was from Micah 7, I think it is. But mm-hmm. uh, we just uh, kept circling the drain. So we'd been attending this, uh, this little church for about three weeks. Months And this was, when I say seeker-friendly, hot topics weren't discussed. Mm -hmm. So anything like abortion or um, some of those things that are hard for people to handle, um, they just weren't discussed. But they had a gal share her abortion story. And Mm -hmm. she also talked about the help that she had received from Healing Hearts as well. And okay. at the time, I had no intention of ever telling anyone—not even my husband—about my abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, but God had other plans, and I felt like somebody had grabbed me by the shirt, and I, uh, like, I was hauled up to her. I hardly knew her, and I just blurted out my whole story to her. She put me in touch with the healing hearts leader in the area. And um, I gave her a call. And when I called, I said, hi, my name is Susan Owen. I've had an abortion and I want to help other women who've had abortions all in one <laughs> breath. Go right to it, Because <laughs> I knew if I, if I took a breath, I would never finish. Mm. I figured I would never do anything. Oh, wow. And so I got involved in a small group and that particular leader was Teresa Rinker, who is Region 1 Director for Healing Hearts, and she has been my mentor for the past 20-plus years. Mm. So for the next few weeks, we were immersed in the Word of God, and you have to understand that I knew enough Bible to be dangerous. The beauty of, I think, what God did for me in my years in the cult is He protected my mind to not take in what was being preached. Hmm. And the word of God became alive to me. I was hungering and thirsting for truth. And that's all I wanted in the first place was truth Hmm. and um, was finally getting it. Hmm. So we were learning how to, how we rationalized our abortions, the consequences of our sin and the effects of guilt and shame on our lives. And then when we came to chapter 5, which was the cross of Christ mm-hmm. and the price that Jesus paid for each and every one of us, it was like um, God peeled the scales back off my eyes. Oh, wow. And I I knew of Jesus, but I didn't really know Jesus. And now I came to know my lord and savior and was totally broken over my sin all my sins because abortion was a very huge part of it but when i look back on everything i mean he took care of all those sins so it was here that i received grace and mercy and was washed clean and given a new heart a heart of flesh rather than a heart of stone. I truly could not have imagined that this broken woman would be used by God to help lead other women to healing and redemption. Um, it's my greatest joy in is watching the transformation in the hearts and lives of women to watch as Jesus brings good news to the afflicted, binds up the broken hearted, and proclaims liberty to the captives and sets prisoners free. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about this ministry, because it is God's word. Um, We truly believe that God's word is sufficient to heal all our wounds. It's Mm -hmm. just whether or not, you know, as I said, when I went to Overlake, I was not Mm -hmm. ready to receive it. And um, it was like God primed the pump Mm -hmm. and said, this way. You know, yeah. Followed this way. Yeah. And when I finally did, um, it's just a huge difference.
0: Yeah. So you were searching for something to help heal you. You know, you had so much pain, right? To
1: fill a void. To
0: fill a void. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: you hear people talk about that God mm-hmm. shaped hole in our hearts. And, mm-hmm. um,
0: and so that's probably what led you to join a cult then right were you thinking that this was something that was going to help fill that void Mm -hmm. okay so how did that happen how did you get to the point of joining the
1: cult well I was married at the time and I used to I had a horse that I used to show and my riding instructor Uh, had told me about this person because I was suffering from really bad migraines at the time as well. And he said, I I think I have somebody that might be able to help you. So I was introduced to this man who was very charismatic, and you felt like he just knew. And Mm. so I was um, ripe Mm. (laughs) for the picking, you might say, or fish on a hook. They were looking for those people who need then yeah you know, the needy we're lost yes we're, yes yes and you know i know god was wooing me to himself but we are a stubborn people just <laughs> <laughs> and so i would go off on my own path mm-hmm. and i often think and i i know this is this is just my own thinking it's like with your children when they 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 do something that you know is going to hurt them and you don't want them to. And you're mm. telling them this is going to hurt you and they do it anyway. And right. it's kind of like you hit your hand on your head <laughs> and it's like, oh, why are you going oh, that way? Yes. And I I sometimes would envision God going, oh, my child, why are you, why are you mm-hmm. going that way? Yes, But I was stubborn and right. I'm going to do it my way. Hmm. So so you
0: were an easy target. I was an easy target. Just took you in. So what was it like about like being a part of that cult? What were some of their beliefs, I guess, that they were what were they following?
1: Well, at first it was exciting. So well, I should back up. Mind you then I leave my husband. Right. And um
0: Okay, so you left your husband. I did leave my husband.
1: Okay. Yes, and it had been a interest and That's another story, but (laughs) I left my husband, so I have my two sons with me. Um, It was exciting at first, and then the um, control set in. So I had somebody watching everything that I did, uh, what time I would get home from work, you know, where were you, what were you doing? He made me think that I was somebody special only to learn I was one of many special people.
0: So did they, and I'm going to do the same, the quotations, it, did Did they say they
1: believed in God? Um, yes. Okay. He, he would, I'll say, preach. Um, it was like every Friday night. But I don't remember anything. And I think that's where God protected my mind. Okay. And I do remember... Um, Thinking or wondering, well, who are you? Mm. Uh, just to show you how gullible people can be, I thought, well, are you Michael the Archangel? Or are you Jesus Christ Himself? Oh, gotcha. I think the more I came to know him as a person, the more I realized. Neither was true, and that he was somebody that was just very controlling, both emotionally, verbally. Um, he never got physical with the women, to my knowledge, okay. but um, as far as physical abuse, mm-hmm. um, but there was that emotional right. abuse, and then wooing women mm-hmm. to himself. Mm-hmm. So... Up until, uh, you might be too young for to remember Waco, Texas. <laughs> oh, yes. And the Branch Davidian.
0: Yes. I just, I think there was a documentary on that. I think I just watched that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So um, I try to say, well, it wasn't like the Jehovah Witnesses and it mm. wasn't like the Mormons, but okay. it was very much like um, David Koresh and the Branch Davidian, okay. where he had absolute wow. control.
0: Okay. Oh, man. I just can't imagine what that life would look like. So that's why I had to ask those questions just to kind of be able to understand what life was like inside of the cult. Um, so you had a child then, or you got an abortion, but was this ultimately your choice or was this his choice? What made, what led you to have, or make the choice to have an abortion?
1: At first I thought I was, this was, I was thrilled because then I had, that was what I had always wanted. Or so I thought, um, then the, the fear, all my idols that, and we discussed this in the Bible study. What are the, what are the things that you rationalize? How did you rationalize your abortion? So there was the fact that I was a single parent. Everybody would know whose baby it was. I didn't have the money. You know, I I went ticked off all these things on my list. And he made it very clear that this problem had to go away. Wow. When I had my abortion, he did not help financially. Um, There was nobody there with me. Uh, It was I was totally by myself. And the one of the consequences of that is I purposed in my heart at that time that nobody was ever going to put me in that position again. Mm-hmm. And at, I think I was maybe 30, 31, mm-hmm. um, I had a tubal ligation. Mm-hmm. So right. then wow. that is what opened the door for all the promiscuity and everything else. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. care anymore.
0: So obviously there was a point Uh, When you left the cult that you were starting to search for God, right? You were searching for him and wanted to know him. Or were you just looking for something else to fill that void? What led you from the cult to the new age church?
1: Well, there was a few years in between um, because once I left the cult, there was about 16 years that before I met my husband. Okay. Before I left the cult, my background's in physical therapy and I was treating a patient and she said, you have a decision to make and you're making it much harder on yourself than you need to. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I just shared with her some things. So this patient of mine, mm-hmm. um, she gave me a prayer. And after reading this prayer for the third night, it was the first time that I had slept through the night in years. So wow. that was my intro hmm. to the new yeah. age because it was a, a unity Oh, okay. Prayer.
0: oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I got excited there, but then I remembered there was New Age in it. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So what is New Age exactly? Just for our listeners who may not know what it is, and I honestly don't really know much about New Age. Could you share a little bit what that
1: is? Well, the New Age is thinking that, that we are gods. You know, it's oh. um, very one with nature, all of that. One of the things that, you know, the meditations that you do, uh, the centering, it also brings in spirit guides, which, you know, you can take that a step further and where a spirit guide goes. Thankfully, I never opened that door
0: because that is
1: opening a very dark door.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. So it's
1: just, uh, it, as I said, it, they talk about Jesus. Hmm. but there is it's like Jesus is one of many gods. Hmm. So he's not god.
0: Not the only. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you met your husband and mm-hmm. was he a part of the new age? He
1: he became a part because I already because was. Because you were. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, what how did you get to Camino Chapel? I'm curious. How did you start attending
1: our church? Carol. Carol. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Carol Kleins. Um we had There's a lot of Healing Hearts leaders up in the north here. Okay. And they started praying us to Camano Island. And Steve and Carol had lived here about a year. And they had done all the church hopping (laughs) and settled on Camano. And so it just, um, it was really nice not to have to go church hopping and find another church. And we love Mm Camano Chapel. We love um just what Pastor Chris preaches, and um, I had a chance to really thank Pastor Mike for his sermon a couple of weeks ago on the end times because I think this is oh, so yeah, important now. Good. And people, yeah. you know, don't don't be afraid. Um, I just recently did a a devotion for thirty of our leaders uh, on fear. Fear, faith, and prayer. Mm. And there's so much fear out there. So um, I so appreciated his sermon. And and I thought Pastor Matt did a great job this yeah. last week too. Yeah, yeah, he
0: did. He did really good. Um, and you guys can actually find those by visiting uh, CaminoChapel.org. And um, it sh- there should be a link there that will send you to YouTube where you can see all Um, Camino Chapel sermons, and you can find those. Those are good ones to listen to. I absolutely love them. Um, So I have to ask, and I ask all my guests this question, what does hope mean to you? What have you learned throughout your story? What does, uh, how was hope taught to you? And what does it mean to you today?
1: I think I kind of shared um, one of the things in as far as hope and the joy is in watching the transformation of the hearts um, and lives of women to watch Jesus bring the good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, my verse is from 2 Corinthians 4 and um, starting with verse 6 and it said says, "For God who said, Light shall shine out of the darkness." is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have these treasures in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed. And then if you go down to verse 16, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory Far beyond all comparison, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Mm -hmm. So that's my hope.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Well, I think that's about all the time we have. I could sit here and chat with you all day. Oh, man, you have such an incredible story. And I just am so thankful that you have a heart of sharing it. And that you are now a part of Healing Hearts for many years now, which is awesome. And you're helping others with this. Um, And I'm going to leave links on how you can, and I did in episode four as well with Carol Klein's, but I'm also going to leave on this one some links about how you can be a part of Healing Hearts and learn more about Healing Hearts. But thank you so much, Susan. Thank you, Cassie.
1: It's been my pleasure.
0: You guys, wasn't that such a great story and a true story? Oh, I just love it. I could have sat there all day and listened to her. I almost forgot that I was the person who has to ask questions when she was sharing her story. I could have just been the listener and just sat there and listened to her. But I just I am so happy that she came on here and shared her story with all of us. I I think that's what I love most about having this podcast is getting, giving the opportunity for others to share their stories, but also getting the opportunity to hear their stories. There's so many amazing, God-given stories out there, and I can't wait to hear more. So you guys, click subscribe so that way each week you get a, um, a notification when a new podcast comes available. But I think that's it from me and I will see you guys next Monday. Have a great rest of your week.